And welcome to another edition of Across the County. I'm Noah. Thank you so much for joining me. Well, you know my love of baseball, but I also love any sportsman out there, no matter what the sport, that really not only plays hard on the field, but plays hard off the field as well. And if they see a passion in life, they really go after it and try and make a difference out there. And no exception is my guest, Benjamin Watson. You know him, a football tight end. He was drafted by the New England Patriots, 32nd overall in the 2004 NFL Draft, and later he would win Super Bowl 39 with that team over the Philadelphia Eagles, and he's also played for various teams, Cleveland Browns, Baltimore Ravens, and the New Orleans Saints, but I'm really impressed with the fact that he has been so vocal about speaking out over abortion. He spoke at the March for Life in 2017, and now he's producing a documentary on the topic of abortion featuring presidential candidate, former presidential candidate Ben Carson, one of my favorite guys, niece of Martin Luther King Jr., Alveda King, and we're going to be talking about divided hearts of America here momentarily. First of all, all that to say, welcome to the show, Benjamin Watson. Man, it's a pleasure. Pleasure to talk to you. Thank you. So you are the executive producer of this new documentary, Divided Hearts of America. And I want to get from you, how do you believe America is truly being divided at this point in history? What's going on and what was the catalyst to get you to make this a powerful documentary? Whenever you bring up the, 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 the term or, the, or say the word abortion, you will see the reaction from people. There's an emotional, passionate response, as there should be, anytime we're talking about matters of life and death. But you know, when you look at the pro-choice side, the pro-life side, people in between, um, when you turn on cable news, uh, we are very, very divided. Not only are we divided on this issue in what we think or what we think is the right way to approach it, uh, but we also spew venom at each other. We call each other names. We dehumanize the other side. And so about two years ago, at the beginning of 2019, <clears throat> New York passed the Reproductive Health Act. And I don't know if you can remember, but remember people cheering and remember uh, conservative states, you know, uh, enacting their laws and more liberal states kind of building up, ramping up. And so uh, my wife, Preston, and I, as you mentioned, are executive producers on this film. And we've been involved uh, supporting pregnancy centers and purchasing ultrasounds, that sort of thing. But wanted to do something different to kind of understand the abortion divide. And so within that, we created this, uh, this documentary with uh, a few other people, and we interviewed about 30 different voices in academia, um, in faith, um, in medicine, uh, just to understand um, how deep this divide goes and how we got here specifically and where we're going, what happens if we don't uh, change course. It's going to be a great watch for people because they're going to see a structure of over 30 interviews with various Americans with holding different opinions about uh, what they feel is going on with abortion in the mainstream and their thoughts upon that. And I like what you said, because if we don't stand up for this now, it can really have repercussions in the future for our country. And what do you hope people take away from this film after they've got through Divided Hearts of America, which they can watch at SalemNow.com. And by the way, if you go there right now and use the promo code San Diego, you're going to get 20% off. And that is something that you want to take advantage of. But what do you want people to take away from this film, Benjamin? Uh, Because I know that there's a, a lot of passion that goes in this and you want to see it make a difference. Well, some people um, who have watched the film, they've said, you know, they just didn't know, you know, and I think there's a lot of people that just don't know about abortion and its history and how it affects uh, a 
everyday life for people. Um, you know, what are the court cases? What are the laws in different places? How do we even come up with the terms pro, pro-life and pro-choice? You know, we, we, we kind of plop down wherever we are, and we don't really know what's going on around us. And so for some people, it'll be, it'll be an awareness that maybe they didn't have before. And that's vitally important. For some people, we'll come in with uh, certain convictions, whether that's on the pro-life or the pro-choice side. Um, I, I made it a point to talk to people of, on both sides of the aisle because it's important to hear people's why. Um, it, it's one thing to say I'm pro cho- pro-choice, but, but why? I'm pro-life, but, but why? And we don't understand that because most of us don't really surround ourselves with people that have differing views. We love to live in silos. We love people to encourage our own points of view. And so for some people that walk into the film or turn on the film, I want them to leave maybe being challenged uh, just to view the other side in a different light. Well, Maybe you, not agree with the other side. Yeah, you really hit the nail right on the head, man, because I, I, I even find myself doing that on occasion. I have to pull myself back. Yeah, it's nice to have the same views as other people, especially, you know, if you're in the media like I am or uh, you were in the sports world for, for a while and, you know, have different connections that way. But you can really challenge yourself if you try and have a discussion, no matter what side you're on, with somebody with an opposing view and maybe try and solve that there's a problem that we see and try and solve that problem together and have a better understanding of what's actually going on. Yeah, a lot of nuance. Um, what we don't see in the media, as you mentioned, being in the media, is we see a lot of you know left and right, hot and cold, red and blue. You know, we don't really see the nuance and the complexity even within uh, the pro-life community or within the pro-choice community. There are many people that are kind of in the middle. They want some sort of restrictions. They want this. And then some people honestly just haven't been challenged. And so uh, most importantly, I just want people to, to, to be able to see and, and enter into civil discourse with conviction, yes, uh, but also with compassion, but also with a sense of urgency that, you know what, if, if lives are truly at stake, which we believe they are, um, it is imperative that we all, within our different spheres of influence, um, stand up and advocate not only for lives of children and pre-born children, but for lives of mothers and lives of families. I agree with you. And, you know, you have seven kids. I'm a single father. I have two boys that are 22 now. And so I'm very passionate about the subject. I know you are as well. And that's why you have to have this discussion. You have to be able to say you know these this is what i believe and if you don't b- believe that that's fine but maybe i can get you to have a little bit of understanding of where i'm coming from and who knows you might even change somebody's mind across that discussion especially when you start when you start talking about ultrasounds and things like that people that have seen the lives growing inside of a mother I find that when that happens, there's a big change of heart. It's hard to ignore that. Uh, there's, you know, thousands of pregnancy clinics across across the country, and, and what many of them have said, even when I'm visiting them and talk to them, and uh, as I do in the film, uh, they've mentioned the, the short window between when um, uh, a woman finds out she's pregnant with an unintended pregnancy, um, and, and the window uh, between that moment and the decision to. Uh, and terminate the pregnancy with abortion. Mm-hmm. And how, you know, how the power of seeing into the womb, but also, you know, the power of, and this is kind of, uh, you know, kind of taking a left turn here, but the importance of men in the equation. I think that what's lost and what I've found, even in speaking to these different people, some women who are post-abortive, 
um, you know, people who worked in abortion clinics. I interviewed some of them. I interviewed, as I mentioned before, people who are adamantly uh, pro-abortion or pro-choice, and, and, and that's how they feel. Um, but what's the, the link kind of between is the role of men. Some people would say that men have no role. Others would say, well, because men have not been involved in the way that they should be in many times, it has driven women to make these sorts of decisions. And so I think there's places for us all to be challenged in addressing the issue of life. I agree with that. And men, you know, and I have various people that have been through similar situations where, you know, if they perhaps have a child out of wedlock, uh, that they don't stick around. And it really bothers me, man, you got to, you know, you have to step up and, you know, you have to take your responsibilities seriously, not just because it's, it's part of the equation, but because there's a life involved and you're really going to be affecting more than just yourself. And so I like that you brought that up. So is there a favorite part of the film, Benjamin Watson, which is my guest here on Across the County, that you really feel is the most powerful moment of the film, something you're particularly proud of that made the final cut? Honestly, some of the greatest moments to me were talking to people who (laughs) I didn't agree with. And and hearing their passion and their reasoning behind, I spoke with uh, a man named Gustavo Rivera, who's a state senator from New York, and and we disagree on this issue. We probably agree on a lot of others. Um, But we talked about the issue of personhood. And when does a person become a person? And legally, personhood really in our country doesn't really start until you are born. Uh, Legally, that's when you kind of have full rights um, for the most part. And so we have this exchange that is uh, respectful but challenging, I think, for both of us, kind of talk about the importance of personhood. When we look back at the Constitution and we look, you know, at the Declaration of Independence and we look at these founding documents talking about life, liberty, and the pursuit, and we talk about personhood, um, you know, a lot of this hinges on, on that. And so, you know, you pivot and talk to someone in biology and they'll tell you very quickly that life begins at the moment of conception. But what's the value of that life? And so there were several conversations, but I point a lot to you know, really the ones with people that, I enjoy those types of conversations with people that I don't think like uh, because they, they challenge me uh, in my convictions, but also um, make me understand how best to uh, love and, 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 and talk to and engage someone who may not think like me. Amen to that. Benjamin Watson is our guest here on Across the County. When you have those discussions with people that don't agree with you, do you find that most of them are respectful or or more often than not, there's you see a little bit more of a challenge in trying to get someone to just respectfully have that discussion with you and maybe you can both become better at it at the end of the day? I find it's a little bit of a mix. Uh, social media convinces us that, that people don't want to talk. <laughs> because on social media, it's easier just to drop a couple lines and they usually seem to be combative and then everybody's angry. Yeah. Uh, but in person, I found that most people are willing to talk. Um, you know, and right now we're at a very crucial time. Um, you know, when, it, when you talk about the issue of abortion, yes, abortion numbers are, are, are coming down. But still, when you're talking about nearly a, mil- a million children a year, we talk about 700 or 800,000, that's still something that needs to be addressed. I mean, that is still a huge uh, um, atrocity that is happening in our country. And so there's an urgency, I think, to right now of people who would consider themselves to be uh, in the pro-life community to have outreach, to, to engage those who don't think like them. Um, to, to advocate policy, yes, 
that's important when it comes to Supreme Court decisions. But on the local level, that's where the work really gets done. And if and if those people aren't able or willing to uh, to have these conversations with others, uh, then how can we convince them that you know what we say is really the right way to go? I agree with that. Noah here on Across the County. Two more questions for you, Benjamin Watson, because I know your time is precious, and I thank you for the time that you've given us so far. Do you think overall people see this division between the two sides of this argument? And how do we not only take a moment to recognize that, again, no matter what side we're on, and also take steps in healing towards coming to a a better understanding of one another? Yeah, I think the, the, biggest, the biggest way to healing um, kind of comes along with understanding that there is a divide to your first question. Um, to understand this healing, you have to hear someone's why. And and we do know that, you know, that the reasons that most women say they get abortion have to do with finances or time in life or relationship or spouse or, you know, some man romantic relationship. They usually come down to those three, you know, whatever buckets you want to look at them. And so, Understanding someone's why um, allows them to express and allows you to see that th- they're human and that they have these stresses that maybe they wouldn't have on the same way you would. And yes, they shouldn't do certain things, of course, but part of healing is hearing. Mm. And a lot of times we don't want to hear. And it's not just with the issue of abortion, it's with a lot of other justice issues that we just don't, we don't want to hear if it's something that we are vehemently against or we think is not true or that people should just get over. And so we're never, we should never sacrifice conviction on what's right and wrong. But the biggest step to healing, I think, is hearing. Yeah, never sacrifice what your beliefs are and your convictions. You have to stand up for it because you don't know if you're going to have tomorrow. And that was very well said. Last question for you, Benjamin Watson. What was it like working with one of my favorite people, Dr. Ben Carson, and having him part of this documentary? It was, it was quite amazing. You know, when we came in and, 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 and spoke to him, he, uh, a, a gentleman I've looked up to for a long time for a bunch of different reasons. Mm-hmm. and. You know, I met him. I met him before uh, in different capacities, but you know, we talk about someone from a medical standpoint who was operated on uh, babies in utero. I could think of no one better to ask about, you know, life. And there's a there's a moment in the film where he talks about his views of abortion and how they have evolved over time. Um, you know, I think that's representative of a lot of people. You know, who may have thought one way at some time, and certain things happen, and this changed their point of view. He talked about that. Uh, but part of the greatest part of the interview was actually that my daughters were were about seven feet away from us, uh, sitting down on the floor listening because I brought them with the, with me while I did the interview, uh-huh. and they were able to be down there during that time. And so, um, you know, hearing hearing his his wisdom and his his passion um, specifically about this issue, but also just hearing his honest story um, and his expertise, obviously as a physician. Um, was vitally important to hear that point of view. He is such a smart guy, isn't he? Very much so. Um, there's certain people that you talk to and you're like, yeah, I'll let you do the smart stuff. <laughs> I'll take care of everything else. If it involves the brain, it's all you. <laughs> exactly, exactly. And, and his son is the same one. Yeah. Genius. <laughs> 
Noah here on Across the County, wrapping up a great interview with executive producer of the new documentary, Divided Hearts of America, former football superstar Benjamin Watson. And thank you so much for taking a few minutes out of your precious schedule to just chat with us about this important issue. And people can go check out Divided Hearts of America at SalemNow.com, SalemNow.com. Use the promo code San Diego, get 20% off. Also, thewatson7.com. I love your website. So much good stuff there. It's, uh, you know, as you mentioned before, we, we do have seven children. And so we've got a lot going on in this house, but thewatson7.com is where anybody can keep up with uh, all of the activities going on in the Watson house. And my, 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 ne- my last question to you is how, when do you sleep, sir? <laughs> <laughs> I'm sleeping now. You just didn't know. Oh, wow. I'm part of, I'm part of a great dream. This is amazing. Ben, Benjamin Watson, thanks for taking the time, man. I appreciate it. Thank you. I appreciate it. Noah here and across the county. Stay, stay tuned. There's more coming up.